We need a catchphrase. I have a catchphrase. Really? Yeah, I do. Okay. Oh, wait, let's start over. <laughs> That's the catchphrase. We're starting over. It's the catchphrase, we're starting over? Yeah, no, no, it's, oh, wait, we're starting over. Oh, wait, we're starting over? Yeah. It's too much like those terrible messages you get like on a voicemail where like the person pretends to be there, but they're really not. And I hate those. So no, <laughs> I'm mixing this one already. This is like a not a good one. Like you had some really like nine oh. tenths of the way there. This oh, wait, is like, we're starting over. No. Yeah. I'm creators. Oh, wait, we're starting over. No, but we're not starting over. And the way you made it's like, oh, it's not. Oh, wait, we're starting over. It's oh. Wait. We're what starting if, over. What if every episode we do is just a new season of this podcast? I mean, we would have the most seasons on Spotify. I don't keep track of the seasons. You do. You're the one that like decides when we have a new season. There seems to be no way of tracking like when or what a season is of a podcast that, that I can figure out. I mean, if you want to, we could actually split this episode into two different seasons. This like, could be season. Wait, what season are we on? Because I don't I, know. Every now and then we jump seasons just because yeah. I see other podcasts doing it. I'm like, we, we should do a new season. So we're doing new podcast. seasons. Okay. I, let's see what, what season are we on? Do you know? Do you know what we're on? Dear listeners, are you enjoying this great listening? I think we're on of three. What season we're on? Are we on three right now? Our last episode might have been a new season. I think it was because we had talked to the sponsor about what he was doing and stuff like that. Hey, speaking of stuff like that, who are we again? We're dumb comic creators. Hey, what's we're my also name? dumb creators. Dumb creators is more yeah. is who we are. Okay. What's what's our name? <laughs> Dumb creators. We no, just what's said, my name? We just went over that. What's my name? I forgot that. Eric Schwartz. And what's your name again? Keegan Shiner. Okay. We're we're on season. We last episode was season four. So the beginning of this podcast is season five uh-huh. of Dumb Creators Podcast. Officially, then, officially, uh-huh. you're kicking off a new season. Alex Clark, our guest today. Mm-hmm. Exciting. Yeah. Yeah. I thought we we're supposed to do a sponsor ad. Yeah, we have to talk about our sponsor first before we do anything else. Yeah, so, yeah. Sorry, sorry, Alex. Go away. Never mind. Hold on one second. Hey, <laughs> I have a question, Keegan. If you were thirsty and you need to carry it somehow, how would you carry it? Digitally in an NFT encrypted blockchain. Wait, we're not supposed to talk about the mugs anymore, are we? We're not supposed to talk about the mugs anymore? No, I, okay. I think we're supposed to talk about Muggly Bunch NFTs. Yeah, Muggly he Bunch was, NFTs. He's going to give us an NFT. I'm I'm actually, I'm a little nervous to get one. So I, I haven't sent him my wallet I haven't sent my address. Either. <laughs> I'm like, I don't know if I want. What if I don't want this? I mean, if people want an NFT, I would trust Muggly Bunch more than I would trust a bunch of That's other people. That's true. I do trust him. I do. I do trust him. Like, he does a good mugs. He does good stuff. He does solid work. With a the name Muggly- like... Chris Snowden, you know, I think you can trust him. Yeah. His name is Chris Snowden. His name is Chris Snowden, yeah. And the, he created, and the, the entities came after he already created the Muggly. No Bunch, relation. So. Just going to put that in there. Yeah. No relation. So, like, he just, he's a unique take. He already had everything set up. And for him, it's just a way to earn an honest living. He's not trying to, you know, I hate to say Logan Paul this. I don't think he's trying to Logan Paul this. Right. Yeah, I will say, speaking of mugs, you can hold the mug up again. The uh, The mug is on his homepage. Yeah, he's I would still say selling mugs and NFTs. He's still selling mugs and NFTs. So go for the mugs, stay for the NFTs, or go for the NFTs, stay for the mugs. 
You know what's cool though? He he had if you buy one of his premium NFTs, or I don't know if I'm saying that right. Listen to the last episode if you're curious about this. Um, if you buy one of the premiums, he's gonna send you a t-shirt. And if you continue to hold on to the premium, I think you get more free stuff just for having it, I think. I don't know how it works, but but that was my understanding. He's also just had a bunch of Halloween stuff. So if you want anything for Halloween, like <laughs> cups, mugs, stuff like that for next year, it's I right would... there. You can buy it. And it's perfect for you. I think we we need like a, you know, like we need to get a physicist on to like talk about neutrinos. And then we sponsor like some kind of neutrino particle abstract, you know, like mug that's full of neutrinos, something like that. Like, like that. that's just as abstract as what I'm talking about with digital encrypted currency. Yeah, there are people currency. who know about NFTs. <laughs> yeah, I'm non fungible tokens. I, I can feel it going over my head while I talk about he it. He also, <laughs> it was worth those. He spent an hour explaining to us, like in painstakingly detail. It was and now very... he dumbed it down to what 101. He then dumbed it down to kids level and they dumbed it down to doggy level. And we just, and all, all that remembers NFT is good from him. So that's the only thing I remember. Yeah. yeah. If you, if you go back to season four, cause we're on season five right now. If you go back yeah. to season four, you can listen to the episode. He does a great job of explaining it in detail to two morons. Two so if you're feeling creators. like you don't know what an NFT is, it's a really great episode for that. Uh, and this has been an ad. Hey, transition hey. now transition to our now. guest. All right. Hi, Alex Clark, artist and. Art director, how and are you? Comic creator and child book writer. Yes. Hey, Eric. Here's another going. I think it's children's book, Eric. <laughs> child, child book. book. <laughs> child book. Child book. I don't think you. I don't think you read many child books as a child. Hey, I assume all writers <laughs> wrote the books only for me, so it was singular child book, not children's book. Okay. All right. How are you today, Alex? Good. <laughs> I also have no clue what an NFT is, but boom. All right. So yeah, go back to season four. Make sure check it you, out. Yeah, check it yeah, out. Yeah. It's an episode before for this one, Alex. You'll be like, oh, now I get what NFTs are. Or now you'll be like, wow, those guys are dumb. Both of which are true. I doubt that. I doubt that. Usually when I'm at work and something is way over my head, I go, Can you talk to me like I'm four? Like just <laughs> I'm a toddler. He did. He talked to us like he was four. Like we were four. Like we were four. And also like and he was four. It was very was confusing four. for a while. Yeah. Right. Uh, <laughs> he kept on going timeouts. He's like, timeout. And then no, no, like, no, oh, no, no, like, no, no, no. Okay. Alex, you're here to talk about a comic that you are coming out with next month. Yeah. Yes, I am. Yeah. Comic book. Weird. That's called Lost in the Shuffle. <laughs> it's a comic that I've been percolating on since 2010 2011 but i finally said screw it i just need to put this thing out into the world so i'm actually going to launch it on kickstarter in february oh cool oh, cool yeah. tell me about the synopsis give me a synopsis and sure. maybe how this the project started yeah so synopsis the idea first of all i have it planned out as a 12 part like graphic novel so i probably will be working on this thing part-time for the next like 50 years all right yeah, so the idea is that these two idiots, so they're dumb comic book guys as well. So best friends for a long time. One of them is kind of on his last leg. He has a bit of a gambling problem. And Wait, he, is this based on us? No. Do they have a podcast? Is this autobiographical? <laughs> Not yet. Next question. <laughs> All right. 
Yeah. yeah. Cause Eric has crippling debt from his gambling oh, addiction. Nice. We didn't, we had to edit that out. <laughs> okay. Okay. Sorry. Continue. Yeah. So he has a bit of a gambling problem. The idea, because I'm in the great state of Ohio, the idea was like, he goes into a gambling situation with the local like Midwest mob, like mafiosos of like middle of nowhere and loses like a $35,000 game and he's screwed. His best friend, who's kind of the wild child of the duo is like, I have an idea. And his idea is to rob an armored car delivery. And literally it goes completely awry. Everything that you could imagine goes wrong does. And they actually go on the land. So the guy, the main guy, his name is Quinn, his dad. So it's kind of a weird, like father son story, but his dad is actually kind of like a Bill Gates person who lives out in Portland. And so their thought is, oh my gosh. So the mob is after us. The feds are after us. We're screwed. And the only person that can help us is my dad, who I haven't talked to in six to eight years. So let's get in your car and let's head towards Portland. And along the way, they meet up with new people. It's kind of like inspired by Shane Black and Edgar Wright movies, but kind of follows along almost like a Wizard of Oz tale. So it's oh. like pick up people along the way. We're going to encounter crazy people. Shit's going to hit the fan. Things are going to get weird. So, yeah. That's basically the idea for the whole entire thing. But the first issue really kicks off everything that could go wrong does. And it starts the journey to try and get out to Portland to have their dad save them somehow. Okay. Yeah. Hmm. So that's, it sounds like a good story. Yeah. So when I, so. Eric, did you come up with the full concept of this before or before starting to put pen to paper? Oh. Or was this kind of like. Yeah. Years, 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 ago. years ago, years ago, I was uh, just thinking about the idea when I actually came up with the idea. This will tell you how old the idea was. I actually envisioned a young Jack Black and a, oh my God, I can't remember his name, but like that era of like 2010, 2011, like, you know, Jack Black is the crazy best friend. And Quinn is kind of like an Adrian Brody type, you know, like oh. lanky and kind of, you know, so that's how old this was. So <laughs> I came up with the idea. I like started it and then I just never finished it. Okay. So I kind of dusted this off last year and thought, you know, I really should get back into it. And I just started writing and I've never really been a writer. Like I've always written things here and there, but I've never written. And so I just started writing and I wrote the first like five or six chapters and just thought, okay, this is a thing now. Oh, cool. So, have the whole thing outlined. I just have, I'm only written like five issues. I see. That's neat. Oh, cool. And you, you Are drew you the like whole a... thing yourself too. Yeah. So I've been an illustrator for a long time. I'm a creative director by day, but illustrator by night. Mm -hmm. uh, so the idea here was let's just like, you know, knock this thing out. At first I was just going to pencil and ink it and I was going to try and find a colorist to help me out with it. And honestly, that was one of the weirdest <laughs> just trying to find a colorist who wasn't asking for $75 a page. So I said, yeah. screw this. I can do it. I've been doing illustration forever. So it's taken exponentially longer than I want it to. Mm -hmm. But I kind of have, I'm, I'm a little bit of a, you know, I like to keep it close to my chest. So I'm not a control freak by any means, but I really like <laughs> where it's going. Uh, and I called up a buddy of mine who I've known for years, who was actually an art. He was actually my roommate in college and we went to art school together. And oh. he's doing, he's lettering it. And he's never lettered before, but he's having a ball with it. So I got a bunch of friends, buddies who are helping out with it in various ways. 
So he's never done lettering. The lettering looks really professional. Yeah. You can tell him. Yeah. <laughs> That's, I told him, I said, this is killer, but he's a graphic designer. He's an art director yeah. as well down in Florida. Oh, good. Yeah. Right. So he probably looked up the rules. There's right. lots of rules for this. Yeah. There are lots of rules for it. Yeah. I like the art. I Now that you mentioned that you did the color, I, I like the color a lot. The It's kind of got a mixed media feel to it too. Um, yeah. With the like the halftone dots for the for like the news and the the outdoors even yeah out the window is like halftone yeah I went out I've done some uh, so most of my work is hand drawn and then I scan it in and then I digitally color so okay. some books I've done in the past I've done with either pencil or ink or what have you and then digitally colored so I've used a lot of half like you know those old comic ways you know like mm -hmm. like yeah. dot things like that halftone dots to kind of help. If I'm going to be coloring this thing too, I got to come up with some ways to like get through this faster. So instead of like something outside, I'm like, oh, look, a half tone gradient. Cool. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. How come you decide or how can you prefer, do you prefer hand drawing over like computer art or just that's how you grew up and did it or anything like that? Yeah. I hate to, I'm going to sound like an old fuddy duddy, but when I went to art school, we didn't really have a lot of, we were honestly just getting into like computer stuff. I remember in high school, it was like, this is called Photoshop. And people were like, which one, which, like, which version did you have? And I was like, it was called Photoshop. The oh. Photoshop. The Photoshop. <laughs> one, two, three, it was called Photoshop. Yeah. So yeah, most of the artwork that I have is hand-drawn. The last children's book that I did, I said, let's watercolor this. It, it's beautiful, but man, it took me 18 months to get through just because it was all hand-painted. So I have a, like a, it's a Huion. It's like a Wacom, but it's cheaper. Okay. Little tip <laughs> out there. So I wait, what's it? What's it called? Huion. H U I O N. Okay. Uh, monitor slash stylus situation. Oh, okay. Uh, but I use that to do all the colors, and I've actually been doing more digital, like illustration, like actually drawing things on it. But still, I like the idea of putting pen to paper. I've got, okay. I've got markers and paints and things all over my studio here. Interesting. What do you have a scanner then? That you use? I got a, I bought an 11 by 17 scanner a couple cool. of years ago just to scan in comic art. Cool. Cool. Yeah. Nice. And then do you, do you ever sell like original, like the original pages? I'm just wondering. I have, yeah. I've gone to a couple of comic book conventions and had a table and sold oh, art cool. and commissions and sketches and things like that. So nice, nice. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Well, then, yeah, traditional is like traditional, right? That, that's one reason that it's good, right? Is like the, the ability to, to sell the originals. Yeah, I and, was. Uh, and, oh, sorry. Oh, sorry. And, and I think you get like the texture, even from a scan, you get like the texture too. We had one guest who went on a rant about digital uh, uh, art just being like the end of art. He just went on and on and on and on. Psycho, and, what's his name? Yeah, psycho. psycho. And ironically, his name was Psycho. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but he wasn't like a psycho about he wasn't a psycho until that. Until he Yeah. He was actually a very nice calm dude. He's like, oh, he's like, oh yeah, I love working with like new yeah. writers. I because sure. he's like the fact that I've got experience means that I can be like, hey, I kind of give you something talking about. Let's make sure we get this. But and if you draw on the like, computer, I'll kill you. And then he's like, and then somebody's like, he's like, oh, can you trust me? He's like, I will end you. Yeah. Oh my gosh. That's, that's insane. Yeah. I was, uh, no, it's psycho actually. Psycho. Uh, <laughs> yeah. 
it's like nonsense. I was I watched a video of uh, Greg Capullo a couple years ago. People were like, "Oh, why do you do everything by hand?" And he goes, "It's literally a secondary income for me to sell my artwork at shows." And I thought, yeah, yeah, brilliant, genius. Yeah, 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 that's so interesting. But it does take a lot longer, I think. Yeah, just saving, clicking and pasting. I do like collage art and and i've been doing digital collages this week and like i was just thinking about how long it would have taken to like cut everything by hand and and it still takes hours i mean but but right. like glue and, <laughs> and scissors it's like yeah speaking of secondary incomes are there any perks for people going through your kickstarter like do they get anything if they donate besides a comic or is there anything like that yeah, I've actually got some really cool pledges. So because I don't really think of myself as being like anyone that anyone knows or anything really special, I have, you know, I believe in the comic and I think it's a really cool idea, but I'm like, who am I? I'm really nobody. So I actually had a couple friends who are actually going to help out with artist edition covers. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to do a run of 50 covers from each artist. And mm-hmm. then if I have some stretch goals too, where we'll actually put their artwork in a pinup gallery for extra pages and then send prints out and everything else so there's two two local artists one's uko smith and he's if you look him up on instagram first of all he's fantastic he's actually a professor of sequential art at our local it's called cca columbus college of art and design he's actually a professor of comic book art and he's going to do a cover and then also a buddy of mine brian christopher uh, Moss, he's also a comic book artist here in Columbus. He's going to do a cover. And then a friend who I've worked on projects before, Mark Mullaney, he's a animator and illustrator, and he's doing a cover too. So I've got some really cool pledges, posters, stickers. I've been doing a lot of like weird things lately, like, oh, I need stickers. I need bookmarks. I need buttons. I need pins. So because I'm a graphic designer by trade, I've been doing a lot of weird, fun, interesting things for the Kickstarter. Oh, cool. That's yeah. neat. I'm just going to throw this out there. Eric and I will do a cover for you if you want. Yes. Yeah. I love that. I love that. Okay. Just to let you know, we're not artists and in no way are we professionally, you know, credentialed. We've never sold any of our, in fact, we, we, yeah, but I think it would turn out great, especially if Eric did most of it. Yeah. Maybe I just did the ink and color. Okay. (laughs) I think it sounds like a wonderful idea. Okay, I think people would get their money back and then stuff. I did that, so we'll we'll talk about it. Make like, it like the the top tier of your Kickstarter too, like uh, it's, like yeah. like the eight hundred dollar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think we could get into that. I've, yeah, we'll talk offline about that. I think later. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Speaking of which, I of talking. Speaking of talking, this is now this is season five of the podcast. You're kicking off season. No, we were in season five. So we're in season six. I'm so honored to be here. Part of season five. No, we're in season six. six. We just, we just started. We just wrapped up season five. We just wrapped it up with that conversation. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. I had an awkward moment. We're moving on to season six. That's how it's going from now. Yeah. Is that the cliffhanger of season five? Yeah, it was. Will, will we do a cover answering it in season six right now? Right. Stay tuned. The answer is. No, probably not. So how? Do, so you go and you do school visits. Have you visited the school for any of your kids? Out of curiosity. Yeah. Yeah. So I started doing children's books a couple, probably about eight years ago, and it, I kind of fell into it the same way I fell into comic book illustrating. And yeah, I would do like little book tour visits with some of the local schools and stuff. It kind of all shut down actually 
we were, my writing partner, Casey and I, for the children's books, we were driving to a school the day when librarian called and said, so we're putting everyone on buses. I guess this COVID thing is real. And they, and they were like, we'll reschedule in like two weeks. And I was like, yeah. oh, okay, great. And that, yeah. Never, no. never happened. Never again. Yeah. So you say so you visit your kids' schools though? Like how do they react to like their dad being there? Because at the time my son was young enough, he wasn't embarrassed. He was like, oh my gosh, daddy's a rock star. Cause these kids were like, wanting my signature and wanting me to draw stuff. And I was like, this is hilarious. Now he looks back on it and it's like, gosh, you're a dork. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So he's like, everything I do is, uh, you big dork. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Unfortunately. Yeah. Right. Well, we think you're cool. You yeah. think you're cool. You don't know me. Oh, not cool, but. I'm, I'm, hey. I mean, not cool. You have a Batman poster. And and right. some kind of action figure on your wall. You also said you like old fashioned, but like cool in in terms of this podcast, like cool. definitely a rock star for in terms of illustration and making comics. So I appreciate, yeah. yeah, yeah, but maybe not, maybe not cool, like the fonts. Yeah, I like the fonts, I know, right? But you look at him now, and you're like, oh, he's such a kindly old man. I love him so much, Henry Winkler. Yeah, Henry Winkler. That's crazy to think okay. of. He, he looks nothing like the Fonz. Henry Riegler also wrote books too. He wrote autobiograph autobiographical books. No, everyone, everyone's got a children's book too these days. It's hilarious. Like you watch the news, it's like oh, Jimmy Kimmel's got a book, and Jimmy Fallon's got six books, and you're like, us Hi. little guys. Yeah, yeah. Do you mind talking a little bit about children's books? I I mentioned this to a friend of ours. Like, oh, you, you know, your art's like really colorful yeah. and it would like be great for like a children's book and you got really offended uh, <laughs> and like and and i guess that's a faux pas but 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 how, how do you, how is the experience of creating a children's book maybe different than a, a comic book oh or yeah illustrating i mean what what are you thinking of that's different than illustrating a comic book i I have a friend who's a little bit internet famous for his artwork. And one of the things he told me is, I can't do what you do. And I was like, what are you talking about? Like, you make some wonderful illustrations and the people that I follow, follow you. And he goes, I can't do sequential storytelling. He's like, I can't make a story. I can't form a story sequentially. He's like, all he does is pinups and illustrations, stuff like that. And he was like, that's, that's. That's a tricky thing. So when I've done children's books, it's it's different because you're obviously going toward you're trying to get the essence of the characters in as little lines as humanly possible, whether it be mm -hmm. facial expressions, things like that. You want to really tell the story quickly because mm -hmm. obviously kids have zero attention span. So the children's books that I've done in the past have been really wonderful experiences, but you're really trying to get the idea across. When you get a manuscript from a children's book author, a lot of times it's just the words. And so when it says like the little girls in her bedroom, you're like, okay, okay. What's the bedroom look like? All right. <laughs> she like ballet. Okay. She's got stuffed animals. So you have to world build, you know, you have to world build for these kids to make it feel like this is an actual place. I think with comics, I mean, I'm always looking at reference material. I'm like, okay, so these idiots are in a office building and okay, what does a security guard looked like from an armored car who's taking a bag of money to the ATM on the third floor break room. 
<laughs> oh God. So it's a lot of, it's a lot of world building and trying to figure out like what that looks like and how you can do your own spin on it. But children's books, it's different. We, um, the first two that I did were kind of for either like a nonprofit. And then the third one that I did, we actually did a Kickstarter for su- successfully funded it. And then the last one that we did, we actually got a publisher. So self-publishing has been, you, you, you have the ability to do whatever you want to do with it. Mm-hmm. Getting a publisher, you've relinquished a lot of control. Oh, they're right. going to put it in stores. They have their rules. You can do this. You can't do that. It's got its ups and downs no matter which way you go. Interesting. Yeah. If you were to give advice to, because we're dumb creators, you give advice to somebody who's <laughs> new to either children's books or comic books or, or even you said you're a graphic designer, yep. what would you like give to like a dumb new person just starting out? Dumb new person starting out, man. I guess the biggest thing is you just got to get out there and you got to meet people and you have to wait for your moment to happen. For young kids, like I always, my big platform for little kids is like, don't stop drawing because you can actually have a job and a successful life as an adult doing something creative. I mean, geez, I work with like 60, 70 people who are all creatives in their own right. So that's what I tell younger kids. Like, don't stop drawing, be creative. People who are getting into it, I say you kind of have to keep at it. You got to meet people, you got to network, and you really have to wait for your moment. I was at a tiny little comic book convention at a library. I was sitting next to this lady, and we struck up a conversation because there was literally nobody there because they didn't market this event. And we talked for about eight hours. And at the end of it, she was like, so by the way, I have my own indie comics company out of Baltimore. I'm actually here because my in-laws live down the street. Wow. Do you want to do like, I put out anthologies. Do you want to do like an eight page story? And I was like, yeah. <laughs> and that was it. Wow. So well, that's how I kind of got into doing comic work as doing stuff with her because I was at the right place at the right time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I come from a more of a traditional background, so I'm not, you know, I'm not on TikTok. I'm not doing dances. I'm not like really pushing myself out there like other people, but I guess you just got to keep going. I've talked to a art director from a publishing house and he's looking at Instagram. Like he's out there looking at Instagram. He's looking for artists on Instagram Mm -hmm. because his job is to find those illustrators that match a manuscript. So post your artwork and post daily. If you if you post something that you drew last year and already posted, post it again, you know, and tell somebody it's old artwork because you're always going to find a new audience. But really, yeah, you just got to get out there, show people artwork. The biggest Probably the thing that really kept me going, I went to a comic convention in Columbus here one time and I went around and I'm showing people, I'm showing Daryl Banks, who's in Ohio, and I'm showing Kyle Hotz, who's in Ohio, and like all this artwork. And one guy told me that my stuff was crap. And he was like, go home, <laughs> stop drawing. Just, you're never going to make it in this industry. You're trash. Sucks. <laughs> and I was like really heartbroken. And then I went to Bernie Wrightson. And Bernie Wrightson was like, you got the stuff, kid. <laughs> he was like, you should keep drawing every day because you, you've got the right stuff. And I'm like, thank you. <laughs> I like that. Bernie writes it. Do you, you think know, they like, planned that? Do you think what that they were like, you tell them they, they're bad. I'll tell them they're good. <laughs> well, my thought is Bernie writes it and God bless. The other guy was Alex Saviak, who was an, an inker on Spider-Man back in the 90s. I'm like, uh, okay. 
all right, you can get out of here. Whatever. Those inkers, man, they're grumpy. I gotta the say, inkers are so always sick. grumpy. They're like, yeah. they're like, they're like all those artists getting credit, but we're doing the real work. <laughs> we're the people doing all the hard stuff. It's also doing it. Yeah, we bring dimension to all. Of, yeah, I always go back to I was it chasing Amy when, uh, yep. Ben Affleck, <laughs> artist, and what's his name is the anchor. And yeah, yeah. A tracer on a comic. You're a tracer. Yeah. You're a tracer. What a fun cliche. Mm-hmm. Cool. Alex, anything else that we need to talk about on your end? Like I, for your for your Kickstarter and about your comics? Yeah. So, oh, oh cool. Eric's got a question. Oh. I was going to say here, there is not going to be creative dance interpretation of Lost in the Shuffle on TikTok. You're not going to do that. Because you don't do the TikTok, but <laughs> I would if people knew, if it was going to get people to back to Kickstarter, I would dance my ass off. Okay, so make the top like eight hundred dollars or a thousand dollars. Be like, I will do an interpretive dance for each page of each thing. Right. Yep. <laughs> I'll do it. I mean, honestly, I'm still in the process of crafting the Kickstarter, like right now. Okay. Research, and it looks like I'm going to launch the Kickstarter on February seventh. Okay. Okay. The comic will start at like 10 bucks for the comic and like a PDF, like a, you know, a digital version of it and go all the way up to like $800. I'm not actually done drawing it. So for those specialty covers, you have to have, you yeah. have to have it go up that high. Yeah. You know, right. So to, it's really going to cover printing costs. Really. I, like I said, I plan this as like a two part graphic novel series. I thought, let's just get one issue out into the world to see what happens. If you like buddy movies have you ever seen kiss kiss bang bang or there's a couple other movies that are like shane black you know lethal weapon type style mm-hmm. buddy comedies i love film i'm a film buff so i love edgar wright movies these are the two guys for you this is your comic this is an adventure cross-country story yeah we we read the first 15 pages and it was i mean it's surprising it, it's how many times it's surprising yeah it's for 15 pages it, it holds your attention. Nice. And I'm assuming it'll be longer than 15 pages. So, yes, it will be. It will be. And I, I owe this to my sister in law. She read my manuscript of this. She's an elementary teacher, but reads like she could be a librarian. She read this probably five, six years ago, just the first issue, and was like, I need to know what happens. So I was yeah. like, I have something. There's something here if she wants to know what happens to these people. She became invested instantly. So, February 7th. Kickstarter launches. It's going to start at 10 bucks and go all the way up to 800 because I haven't finished drawing it yet. So the, the highest one is you want to get drawn into the comic book and then have me send you the artwork of the, of that page. I will do it. Oh, cool. Cool. Plus you get a specialty cover. <laughs> yeah. I actually have some really cool stretch goals. I have some pretty, I don't want to say famous, but pretty popular on Instagram illustrators who are going to be part of stretch goals. Oh, nice. So, nice. Get like over the goal to the next round. Yeah, it's going to be good. Awesome. Okay. Now we have to talk. We have to at least ask you, what, what's your take on AI art? Oh Kitty. my gosh. I watched something just this morning and people were typing in like kitty cat in the style of Liberty Blah. And I was like, you just. So you're, you're against it, huh? Oh, heavens. Yes. Okay. Awful. Awful. Hmm. Infuriating. Because I actually <laughs> want to talk movies because it's always a big thing. Any movies you recommend? Just always, just because I'm a big fan of Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. Fantastic oh. film. Yeah. Uh, not a big fan of Iron Man 3, even though same director. Sorry. Right? Yes. But how many times have you watched it? Iron Man 3, Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. 
Iron Man 3. Twice. Okay. Because when I watched it the second time and the third time, I was like, okay, okay, all right. Yeah. So, like, like cin- cinematography and storyline, I thought it was fine. I thought it was actually good. Right. But, like, making Robert Downey Jr. just, like, they had two things I thought upset me. One was, like, they did, like, this huge, they took, like, this huge payoff that was going to be the Mandalorian and yeah. kind of took it away. And so, like, it literally just kind of, like, cut oh, off yeah. my feet right there. Right. The other thing was Robert Downey Jr. or uh, Iron Man was just an idiot throughout the entire thing. He's like, I'm going to tell them where I live and I'm not going to get any help whatsoever. And right. it's just like, you like this movie would have been over like in five minutes. And he's just like, I'm not an That's idiot. That's the character. He's like an alcoholic, egotistical right. guy. Yes. And it's so it's like storytelling 101 to take away the armor oh, yeah. and see what the character does. I mean, that's why it's one of the best movies of all time. No. Honestly, honestly, it has the same plot as Kiss Kiss Bang Bang too. But Kiss Kiss Bang Bang was funny and it wasn't like dumb. They're the same like movie. They're the same well, movie. Pro- the okay. same actor. The same problem I have with like the second of the new Star Wars films oh. is like the fact that you know, like the, every character is just an idiot. Like if you, each character just wasn't an idiot. Like if the head person like just actually told them what they were doing. So they didn't have this horrible side plot. And then where they're just like, where's the bad guys? Because we didn't abandon the, the animals. I'm like, well, what about the kids? Well, we abandoned those guys. At them. They're not, they don't, they walk on two legs. I know. I, so yeah, I'm, like I said, I'm the big movie buff. I grew up on movies. I grew up on Star Wars. My dad was a, he loved Star Trek, loved Star Wars, Indiana Jones, pretty much anything that Steven Spielberg. I love, I love the classics. Like honestly, Wizard of Oz. I, I've always loved it. And so that's why I was like, if people go on a journey, like who do they meet along the way that's going to help like support them and influence them? Right. Does no wrong, in my opinion. Yeah. I love old Shane Black movies like, you know, Lethal Weapon and stuff like that. Like, I love that buddy. I was Actually, watching. I, I take that back. Edgar Wright's The World's End. I didn't like that. One. That was the one that I didn't oh. like. Yeah. I like that one, actually. I did too. Yeah. My, my son's favorite one is obviously Hot Fuzz. Yeah, yeah. that one's really good. Yeah, Scott Pilgrim vs. the World, I'm a huge, huge fan of. Yeah. 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 So I, I just love, I'm a big movie yeah, fan. Yeah. A bit originally thought of this, I was like, I want to watch this movie. Like, I thought of the idea and I thought, I want to see this movie. And I thought, no one's going to make this movie, so I'm going to make it into a comic. So that's kind of where I started from. And I'm a huge, I mean, I'm a, man, I'm a Batman fan. I grew yeah, up yeah. Marvel. But honestly, like, I'm a movie guy. So instead of doing superheroes, I want to do something new and different. Cool. That's cool. No, it's a it's a good comic. I'm looking forward to to reading the rest. Sorry to mention AI. I felt like that was a little that was a little touchy. <laughs> no, I, I actually I, I can say I can't say what is what is cringy is putting in an artist's names into the yeah. into the computer. That that is that like ugh, to me too. Oh. So 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 yeah. In that in terms of that, yeah. I, I think it has because I'm interested in the topic. I, I I will be asking everyone on this podcast from now on, but right. but but I I can see from the point of view of an illustrator that it's frustrating that somebody can just download all your art and make images that look like you made it. You know, and the other thing that kind of bothers me is I'm not that talented. So I look at some of the AI art and I'm like, that's really good. And for a computer program to do something that I think is better than something I could actually physically create, that just pisses me off. I'm like, oh, not only did you just type in something, but that looks better 
and you're actually taking the, you know, the work away from me if I were to do that. It's kind of interesting to me. It's that's interesting because once you look at enough AI art, you realize that it's actually nowhere near what a human could do. Oh, right. You know, yeah. And like, and you could generate a car and like a playing card and like, like two security guys with guns. There's no way it could put all that cohesively into one image yet, you know? Totally. Uh, like, which is, I'm looking at the cover of your comic book and, and oh. there's just no way, you know, like there's no way it would hit that level of detail. Right. Yeah. Some so, guy made a children's book and literally got mm -hmm. every single page of AIR. And I was like, like oh. oh. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I can say, like, if you're not using artist names, I find it more ethical. But but then it also depends on the program that you use. Because, like, yeah. Stable Diffusion just straight up stole images from everywhere. Yeah. And the other, I think Mid Journey is a little more ethical in how they source they source copyright but they get the cop they get a subscription maybe or right right i don't I, know they're they're unclear about it but it sounds like it's not the same process i didn't and, know that uh, there were that many companies out there doing it i thought it was like a little niche market and then i started reading about it and there are so many companies that have started their own there, there's there's really three there's open dolly there's mid-journey and there's stable diffusion but all the other companies are using stable diffusion's api Oh, okay. Yeah, because that's open source. Gotcha. Yeah. 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 And again, like me personally, I, I don't, would never put in an artist's name. Like I'm going to put in styles. I'm going to put in, sure. but, but that, it's an interesting topic right in the world. And it really is. It really and it's is. interesting to get an illustrator's perspective too. Yeah. Because I follow so many illustrators on Instagram. I mean, it was like a week, maybe two weeks ago that the entire Instagram feed was all AI with a big old Ghostbusters no through it. Like it was like no AI, no AI. And like, yep, people are, yeah. are angry about it. It's interesting because you say like you can draw, right? And I'm I'm just throwing this out there. Please, please don't take offense. I'm not, you know, your, your opinion is is solid. It's like a good opinion. I'm not, I'm on the fence. I don't know. You know, like, I just don't know. But you can draw and my brain cannot, like, I can't sit in front of a piece of paper long enough to get, to get that out. Like, it just can't do it physically and mm -hmm. mentally. So it, it has opened doors for me personally as somebody with a huge imagination to just be able to like right. get it out there. Right. Sure. So as I've been generating art, do you think like it's possible that there's like some form of AI art that is actual art? Like, like it's it's beyond like some kid at home. Like, so, so maybe if I put it in terms of music, like there's people at home put on a, a beat and and sing to it and you know that's the music right that's music nobody wants to listen to it but but you know that is music right versus like a full studio album by the the beatles right you know there's a huge difference there i'm i i think there's we're gonna find out that there's probably layers to like oh sure like like how it's made or how it's prompted but like i still think it's all i mean it's a little sketch you know i it's, I think if you come at it from a illustrator or a designer's point of view to them, you're stealing, I hate to say this, like money and food out of their children's mouths. 
because mm-hmm. you are suddenly saying, oh, I can't draw, but look what I made by typing in something and finding mm-hmm. that worked really well. And for people who can't draw, they're like, oh my God. But for other people, they're like, no, 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 yeah. that's like, you could pay somebody to do that or you could find somebody to you know commission something like that. Mm-hmm. I, I, I see both sides. My dad I can't draw for the life of him. Yeah. I do too. I, I went to art school, so I get the same like anti-AI art. My friends aren't talking to me, <laughs> you <Yeah>. know, <laughs> like, and I just got really inspired by it because it suddenly I can do like crazy things that are in my brain and put them on and they're visual. And it's like, oh my God, this is what I was thinking of. Cool. Right. Yeah. It's right. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. But I, yeah. But then, you know, I do. Yeah. I understand. I completely get it. There are people, there are bad actors that are stealing people like illustrators work and, and teaching the AI that work and then making images, which is oh, yeah. crazy bad. That's just bad for <laughs> Like it's like, like they should get sued that they right. should get sued, but right. you yourself use reference photos for your art and in some ways ai does too and that's like the same thing where that's where like my collage brain is like it's kind of like collage in that way but like there there has to be a way to like make an ethical ai i think you know anyway but yeah i'm i'm on board with the illustrators but i'm also like i really like it and i know i know that it's wonderful for art therapy yeah. purposes too okay, so cool so and it's doing great things for people like that's cool. whose whose dogs have died you know and i want to see my dog in heaven and so they make a picture oh, right, of right, right. yeah and that's like the stories that you don't hear anyway all right sorry sorry alex to uh, tangent tangent i like it tangent cool i like yeah i like your opinion too Thank I, you so, I get so it I, yeah so are you kickstarter february 7th february 7th uh, you like shane black movies I, I like a lot of movies. I watch a lot of movies. I even just introduced my wife to The Godfather the other day. She's never seen it. And she was like, that was a long ass movie, but that was so good. I'm like, there are so many good movies. Just there. wait. Just wait. There's a yeah. second one. My daughter, I was like, no, truth better. There's a second one. Yeah. She was like, Fredo sucks. And I was like, oh, Fredo going to get his. Oh, yeah. Don't worry about it. And there's a third that you can skip. There's not, skip. There's not really a third. Let's <laughs> just. Don't mention the third one. Yeah. Just show her, just show her Scarface. Like, this is the third one. His accent. Did he become Cuban? Yeah, I thought he was Italian. What happened here? It's the same accent. What are you talking about? It's the same one. Yeah. It's like Sean Connery and the Highlander. It's like, wait a minute. You said you're Spanish, but you're still Sean Connery. You've got no accent different. <laughs> Not at all. I thought he was Egyptian in the Highlander. No, he's supposed to be Spanish. He's wearing like oh, he's Spanish. Or he's Egyptian. Oh, that's just when they met. Yeah, right. That's so funny. They they didn't try to hide his accent. It wasn't meant to be a hit, though, right? Wasn't it meant to be like a bad movie that they just cranked out? No idea. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was just meant to be a B movie. They made two sequels and a TV series, so because the first one was a hit because they used Queen's music, I think. And they, okay. you're right it's like it's like flash gordon like oh queen yeah just have them do the soundtrack it'll be great yeah yeah and they nailed it to the best part of the movie mm-hmm. and if you believe the the queen movie that was like when they were all broken up too like when yeah. they were doing that yeah i 
apparently you can't believe anything in that movie. <laughs> so I've heard. Hmm. Eric, you got anything else? No. Are you sure? Because for two seasons, I don't feel like we've talked to you for two seasons worth of a podcast. I think we're good. We, we're good. We're good. Thank you for being. Thank you for being our season five and season six guests. We'll see you maybe in season twelve, but Can't we'll wait. see. Yeah, well, that's you too. That's only a few episodes from now, Eric. Sure? That's what I said. If we do we'll two see. seasons per episode, yeah. let's let's just do one season per episode. I think that's Sounds that's good. probably a better. Yeah. yeah, we'll see. Are you yawning? Yeah, right? He's like, oh, sorry. This is a long season, okay, guys? I've been trying to work hard through it. Yeah, cool. Alex, where where can they find you online? You can check me out. I'm on Instagram, AlexMClark78. Basically, you type in AlexMClark anywhere and you'll find me because I had to do that because of all the weird other illustrators named Alex Clark. And then AlexMClarkArt.com. I'm also on Twitter, but I'm not really there very often. Right. Okay. I don't even have a Twitter. You didn't have an Instagram until like two weeks ago. Yep. It's true. It's true. It's It's on TikTok. Nobody listened to Eric's opinion of social media. No. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I still use Instagram, but I don't like. Yeah, I like it. Cool. Well, thank you so much, and thanks for coming on our podcast. Thank you for having me, guys. Thank you so so much. Bye. Bye.